<clears throat> What's up, everyone? This is Warren Marlowe. Welcome to episode six of Buzzing with Marlowe. Uh, quarantine is uh, done. We are been now officially almost a week in without quarantine. I'm sure everyone is enjoying paradise again. Stores are starting to open back up. Restaurants are starting to actually have dining again. So where you don't have to have takeout all the time. So now it's a better time for you to get out of your house. But also make sure you be safe and clean. I mean, we don't want this to happen again. <laughs> uh, living in Florida, being outside is going to be a big key for us. Like, very major key for us. Florida is known for their weather, known for the beaches, known for the pools, known for just being outdoors. So I'm pretty sure anyone that lives in Florida is very happy that Florida is able to be able to get out of your house again. I know people are starting their jobs back now. Some people are still probably concerned about working yet, which that's totally fine. I mean, you want to take precaution of this, but don't let it be the thing that just be like, ah. Uh, I don't want to work out or something like that. Like, don't let that be the the scenario of that. I know uh, it's been a really tough time. Um, episode six, last last episode, I did it with my good friend Jeremy Deberry, uh, talking about his the projects this man's been doing. I mean, it's blown me away. We've literally been graduated from high school now for almost ten years. I think our High school reunion is next year, which is unheard of. We graduated in 2011, and it's just crazy to see all the great achievements that my good friend Jeremy has done. I know for when I was talking to him about doing this, I knew he was doing acting. I knew Jeremy was going to school for this because I remember when I was doing my when I was a professional wrestler at the time, Jeremy was in class. I mean, in in college. And one of his projects he was trying to do was a documentary on somebody. And he asked me, he's like, hey man, would you be willing to do my project for me? Well, basically just talk about my, my life as a wrestler and the stuff, the struggles that I had and just what, what the life of a wrestler was. And I said, yeah man, let's do it. And that's how I really found out about Jeremy really pursuing this this profession of being an actor, being a producer, and just... And be honest with y'all, my that episode, I was very blown away of what he he talked about with me on it because I didn't know how far in that he was in this. But obviously, Jeremy has got that foot in the door and he's ready to just kick it down and and open up a new one. And I didn't know Jeremy was actually getting into a producing role as well. I knew about the movie that he was writing because I watched the trailer. I mean, I watched the teaser. I need to correct myself every time on that because now it's, he's told me it's a teaser. And it was very good. And if you haven't seen it yet, go on the Buzzing with Marlowe page on Facebook. Go on the Buzzing with Marlowe page on Instagram. And check it out. I have it under the thing. The video is under the episode below in the link. Click it. And just let me know what you think of it, and and if you t if you think it's really good, let Jeremy know. Like, it it's it's all basically of who you know and what experience you can get out of it. And I'm hoping Jeremy does. He gets that movie more than anything. I hope Jeremy really is able to produce this movie. And like he said, and hopefully in August, he'll get the go ahead to get that started. Um, Jeremy's got more projects in the in the works, so. Just be on the lookout. Jeremy Deberry is probably going to be 
all over on social media pretty soon about his projects on his movie roles, his his chances of producing a movie, and just all his great achievements. And I hope and hope nothing but the best for that guy. And it was great to catch up with him. And if you haven't checked that episode after this episode, whatever, and go check it out before you click on this one. I mean, just to give you a quick spoiler before that. But today, episode six, I thought would be a good talk about. We have talked about fitness. We have talked about seniors dealing with quarantine in high school. Uh, we have talked about wrestling. I love that one. I mean, I really thought about doing that again for this one because it's my birthday. I thought, hey, why not? So we're going to do a little bit of miniature on that. But we're going to mainly talk about movies today. Because my the guest I have today that I'm going to be chatting with is a good friend of mine named Kevin Burnham. A.K.A. The Dapper Man. He has had, he has his own podcast called Dapper Man. He actually has, <clears throat> excuse me, he has a YouTube channel. I think it's also called Dapper Man. Oh, what his YouTube channel is is basically he critiques on movies and talks about what's the goods and the bads about movies. And Kevin is very educated when it comes to movies. Kevin is very knowledgeable when it comes to movies because Kevin has watched so many movies. And Kevin is like a movie dictionary. Um, um, actually, my bad. A movie encyclopedia. Because if I don't know what the movie is, I always go to Kevin and be like, Hey, man, what about that movie and such and such? Who played in that? And uh, he'll know right off the get-go. So today we're going to discuss about sports movies. Because he messaged me asking me, Hey, so what kind of movies would you like to talk about? And he knew I like sports, of course. And he was like, so he gave me a selection of some movies. And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I picked two of them, and he's like, that sounds perfect. So we will talk about those two movies. Uh, me and Kevin are going to just basically shoot the breeze, enjoy it. Um, and hopefully if you didn't know anything about these movies that we're going to be talking about, go check them out. And I'm pretty sure everyone has seen these two movies that we're going to talk about. And I'm not going to spoil it yet. We're going to wait until... Well, actually, no, Kevin already posted it on Facebook. I'm just seeing that now, so... The two movies we're going to talk about is Fighting With My Family. It's a documentary about a WWE superstar named Paige. Uh, basically what that story is about, it's not just about a wrestler. It's about her lifestyle. It's about her family was bred, bred into wrestling. Her mom was a wrestler. Her dad was a wrestler. Her brothers were a wrestler. So nine times out of ten, her life, she was going to definitely have to be a wrestler. Or ballerina was just probably not an idea for them. Paige is a, uh, was a superstar that got a chance to go to a tryout with WWE and uh, basically just changed the platform for for women's division in wrestling. Wrestling in general, of course, you think about are the big guys, the big Hulk Hogan's, the big Rocks, Stone Cold's, Undertaker's, Triple H, just the big, big superstars, the big guys really taking up a platform. Of course, when you think of wrestling, you're thinking of Randy Savage. You're thinking about the big, muscular guys. And when you always watch these, especially in Raw, SmackDown, or any wrestling in general, you knew more about the male superstars than it did with the females. And now we're in the generation now where the female stars are taking those big roles than the male stars like they used to. And back then, females, females wrestling was a lot different than what it is now. Wrestling now for women is dang near almost wrestling main event status caliber compared to the women's wrestling that you watched when I was a kid and probably later on. Because 
oh, those times it was just basically about pretty girls and good looks and brawl and panties matches, which I never was against it, but it never showed credibility for the women. And their wrestling knowledge, like if you watch a bunch of old wrestling matches like for women, they didn't go more than five minutes. They didn't really go more than four minutes. It was basically get in, do two throws, whatever, roll over the ref or whatever, just try to entertain the crowds. Of course, you had to have the short skirts. You had to have just revealing things to get the fans' attention because that's what they wanted the women's to be portrayed. This documentary with Paige fighting with my family was produced by The Rock and his Seven Bucks production films. And uh, basically talking about this is what women's wrestling is and this is what I need it to be. And we will discuss about that with Kevin. And also the second movie is my big personal favorite. A big candidate of why I, my character was invented by American Prodigy uh, is the Rocky Balboa films. I think we're going to just talk about Rocky 1. I'm not totally sure which Rocky we're going to talk about. But I'm very excited about that one because that was a big, big inspiration into my character as the American Prodigy. Because I, when everybody's asked me who was the American Prodigy, I told them the Rocky Balboa of wrestling. You take a beating, but somehow I found out the win at the end. So, when we get back, when we get to the story about talking about these two moves with Kevin, um, I hope everyone's going to enjoy this. I know it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to finding out what Kevin's explanation and what his feelings are on some of these moves because Kevin is very old-fashioned I, I like to say Kevin doesn't like any of the newer updated process but he also likes a little bit of the changes but he has to always have his point of view on it and I think that would be a great time to talk about today so today episode six we talking with Kevin Burnham so when I get back with y'all and talk we will be discussing with Kevin Burnham What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything downloaded. Just go on the Anchor app. Yeah, I can hear something. Okay, I think we're good. Kevin, is that you? Yeah, although it's kind of odd because – can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. I just want to know why is it doing the computer? Is it doing the computer or this is just through your phone? Okay, is that any better? Yeah, I hear you clear as day. I okay, am here I have a question. with Kevin Burnham. How are you doing, my friend? I am alive and well. That's very dapper of you, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, quick question. Quick question. I want to tap on the mic. I want to see. I want to know if you're hearing this. Oh yeah, I can hear you. You can hear. You can hear the tapping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you hear this? No, I don't hear that. Okay, good. That way, I know which mic I'm speaking to because I'm connected to three mics, and I want to know which one I'm working. At. I'm connecting to my. My Blue Yeti mic. So I was like, okay, this has to be the one that's working. 
Hey, I'm glad. Hey, that's the best thing about it. Now I know, hey, it does work through computers because I've had some people ask me numerous times, hey, can we do it through a computer? And I'm like, well, I just do mine off the phone, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a magician. They reveal all the secrets, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how have you been today, man? I've been kind of exhausted. They had much sleep, but I'm oh, okay. Oh, man. You got to go back to work this weekend, don't you? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> uh, struggle. But I know you have got this. You know, I just found out. I just found out. I just found out today's your birthday. Oh, man. That's a rumor. Should oh, I gosh. sing your birthday song? Kevin, I don't know about that. <laughs> this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. There you go. That's a key performance from Kevin Burnham, the Dapper Man. All right, I guess we're going to wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Kevin, I know you have a serious interest of movies, and you even gave me this idea on it. He's like, well, since I like sports, and we've always had a conversation about certain movies and some movies that I have liked, you obviously said, it's not that great. And... The one example I would say is Star Wars. I still think you're out of your mind, but everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And, I mean, you did give a good logic reason of why, but you said, hey, how about we talk about sports movies? I was like, okay, let's do that. And you gave me a list of two movies. Can you tell everyone what those two movies were? Yes. The two movies I have suggested is the original Rocky, which was 1976, and Fighting With My Family which is a very recent movie. Kevin, tell me your opinion on uh, Fighting With My Family. Okay, first, let me start with Star Wars. I do like Star Wars, and you're a heathen, and you're wrong for not liking Star Wars, but that's okay. I I love you as a person. Remember one of the movies we talked about, you said you didn't like as much as I did. (laughs) That's perfectly fine, because not everyone has different feelings and different thoughts in different movies. But let's talk about one of them, and that was oh, fighting yeah. with my family, right? Okay, I actually enjoyed this. I was surprised by this film as a movie because I am not a wrestling <laughs> person. I was kind of into wrestling when I was a child, and that was like Hollywood Hogan. And I watched one of his movies recently just to see if he really was horrible, and he's a horrible <laughs> actor. <laughs> completely horrendous i'm like oh my goodness you cannot act with the crap (laughs) but which is i'm glad we got people like dwayne de rock johnson which he is in this movie it felt like it was more of an advertisement though Mm -hmm. with him in this movie i don't know a lot about wrestling i know from what i hear either at people at work friends of mine who are big humongous into wrestling and i actually got a chance to see um, Sheamus out in St. Augustine because he lives out in St. Augustine, oh, yeah. if you don't know. And he drives this big, humongous pick, Bigfoot pickup truck that's like he's got to jump off it. And he's pretty solid guy. And I was like, I've seen you before. It's like, yeah, you try watching the television every once in a while. And that's all he said. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I mean, his accent is far stronger than mine. But when he said that, I was like, okay. And someone told me, like, that's Sheamus, dude. That's Sheamus. I'm like, oh, which he's also in this movie for just only like yep. three or five seconds. 
Um, I can tell you this movie I very much enjoyed. I enjoyed how they portrayed the story. It's a very modern mm -hmm. style, and it was quite effective. And I believe people who are not into wrestling will enjoy this movie. Those who are into wrestling may have some differences and may have some thoughts and opinions on it. I decided to watch The Life of Paige, which is about her first fight going into the arena. It's a, it's a wee bit different. It does play the same exact way, but it does have some differences. According to Paige, she says 95% of this movie is actually true based on the fighting. Her personal life. Not so much, but as far as her training and the fighting, being on stage and everything else, is that is the most accurate mm -hmm. thing in the film. Yep, I agree with you on that. Uh, there were some things that for sure was just movie-wide, and I feel like that's a director's choice on that because, I mean, some people, you have to monetize a little bit of the biographies. Like, I would say the blind side, I'm pretty sure about 90% of it was true, and then obviously you had those little bit of percentage that just needed to just to intrigue the audience, just to be like, wow, like that really happened. But I feel like that was just good. Please. I can tell you a different story about the blind side because actually the um the the, the sports mm -hmm. the guy whose life's based on, he's actually trying to suit the company because he said you portrayed my character completely right. false. And I was like Okay, I want to look more into his life. So when people when movies are based on a true story, someone's got to take it with some lightness because a lot of times they'll have a lot of liberties and they will fabricate so much only because it is a movie theater experience and that movies are meant to be enjoyed as a movie, not to be taken too seriously. Even though when you say based on a true story in a biography, you to want that realism. Exactly. Now, I do have a question. Did you watch the director's cut or the original theatrical cut here with in the, the States? Fighting with my family? Yeah, because yeah, there's the director's cut, which was made for all yeah. around the world. Then you've got the American cut, which the American cut is, is a little bit of cutting yes. of the language and taking certain scenes off. Yeah, Paige's family was very mouthy. And obviously, they had to cut a lot of that out, which is understandable on some things. Uh, both versions, they were very, in a way, a little bit similar, but also outside of each scenario. And I mean, with me being the wrestler I was and stuff, there was a lot different takes on a lot of things. Like, of course, when you're outside the United States, wrestling is like superheroes to them. And, oh, and it's, yes. it's a whole different scenario. So when they sit there and say that term wrestling is fake – you're spitting in the face of them because them they're legit hitting each other, legit slamming each other, legit like basically trying to kill each other for however long they're trying to go. Um, in the United States, obviously, we have the showmanship type scenario. So obviously, you want to please the crowd more than what you want to do. Worried about them pleasing, I would say, the wrestling audience. Which, in my opinion, wrestling audience have always been the hardest critics of all time. And till this day, I mm -hmm. still believe that. But when it comes with that page story, I feel like they were more spot on with this one. And what was really intriguing about this movie, it was a rocks indie film. It was not supposed to be like a real big box office film, like where it became out. Because when it first started out, it's not saying... uh fox century or anything like that it's 
basically a small company with the rock and like this was literally his production that came out with this film and it was basically showing a biography the movie was filmed basically on a wrestling live event did you know that i didn't know it was based i mean oh well, it's based on the live event yeah, that happened it was a live event page right yes, the yes. very ending the fight scene on it was based off of uh ending of a monday night raw so basically this fan the fans base that was in california at that time they literally stayed until almost one or two o'clock that morning just to be a part of this movie which of course you know how many takes they probably would have to do and i know with a wrestling match type of movie obviously it's going to be more than one take obviously you got to get them more of a fan reaction so you got to basically get these fans to call off this person that is portraying as Paige, this person that's portraying as AJ Lee, because obviously they're not the real people that are supposed to be in the ring. So obviously they had to probably like edit a lot of that just to make it be like, okay, the fans are root for Paige. The fans are not liking Paige or something. But I thought it was really cool how they did it. And of course, for it not even for it to be a WWE film, but it not be a WWE film, I think it did really well because Let's be honest, most of WWE films are pretty soapy, washy, and it's just like, what did I just watch type scenario. So <laughs> I was really happy about this. I actually went and took – me and my wife took a date night to actually go watch this film because I was – well, of course, how you just said The Rock was like considered an advertisement, that took me – it invested in me a little bit on that too. But it was also – it wasn't The Rock player training as any other character. He was portraying as The Rock, the guy I grew up watching, the guy I idolized wrestling off of. And I think he did a great job, even though he put himself completely over in the whole movie. I love that part, which, of course, it's his movie. You should expect it. And he did it in a proper way. He didn't do it any way to kind of like steal the attention of Paige. Like the reason of this movie was promoted. And I feel like when you say that, even fans that didn't like that are not big fans of wrestling would be invested in it which because it's a real good story it's based off of a girl that is trying to change a platform like wrestling to us is a whole different scenario to what it is outside of the united states and clearly when you watch this movie that's a larger in life thing for them especially I wish that they would hand out WWE tryouts like how they done overseas compared to what they do in the United States, which is terribly, horribly, horribly trouble to get into. And over millions and millions of people are auditioning, trying to get it as a wrestler. And obviously, you only get your hand pick out of it. But most of the people overseas have more knowledge on wrestling because that's all they do. That's all they that's all they know. And of course, here we have way more options on some things. But fighting with my family, I feel like it was what do you give it? What kind of what kind of review would you give it all around? Like I would say this is this is a film that you must definitely watch. It was something very enjoyable. The only thing I would say is that for those who are concerned for themselves or for families, uh, it does contain some salty language. Which is understandable. A load of... Go ahead. I said, which is understandable on that, because, I mean, United States, who hasn't heard bad words, you know? Yeah, for those who don't know about wrestling, there is a lot of language put in. It's usually, like, just 
um, more kind of like slagging. Slagging is like a, a term where you're always just messing with mm -hmm. each other back and forth and you try to get more and more either crude or sexual or something, just something to actually put someone down. And those who don't know wrestling, that's exactly yeah. what's in the wrestling ring because I've been to one wrestling and I was one of those people who was like, this looks fake. But after I've watched this and then I was like, you know what? I want to see more about how they really work out and how they really do this. And oh my goodness, that is some intense workouts I've ever mm -hmm. seen. I did, a, I did a little bit of training, which I think you knew about when I was getting yeah. into powerlifting. And I did some training and those workouts were pretty intense. I was getting trained by my trainer. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but the wrestling training is far. It's like almost like CrossFit. But I think I'm trying to decide which one was more tougher, the CrossFit or wrestling, when I watched the two work out. I know you've got your <laughs> thoughts on that, but uh, after I saw it, after I saw it, I was like saying like, I kind of lean to a bit of wrestling because it's a little bit of a ballet with this workout and you've got to have it just yep. timed right i mean crossfit you gotta have it timed right too or else you're just screwing your entire body up but with the with this you gotta look at you gotta be against mm -hmm. someone else you gotta be against someone else's motivation and momentum while when i when i did crossfit i had to go yeah. against myself just like powerlifting i had to go against myself i had to look at myself and think about like okay I know I can lift this, but I've got to stand it this way. I got to lift it this way. I've got to make sure I have the proper amount of protein, proper amount of carbohydrates, and everything else in order to do this. This when I'm in, if I'm in the ring with somebody, sort of like boxing, I cannot predict what this other person has been through, what they're doing, or what's in their mind. But I hope they got it down right. So, but as far as the movie, I've really enjoyed it. I believe anybody would enjoy it. Families with teenagers will very much enjoy it. They will enjoy the humor. They will enjoy the jokes. And it had a very good type of, I'm trying to say a motivational story, something to help encourage others. And the, just that, that type of um, give it your all, don't back down type of stuff. It, it's really good. And I would say since it went on a female wrestler, this is good for everyone too, so especially for females who are interesting, which I've seen a lot mm -hmm. more of. And I think that was one of the major things the about this movie too. It actually opened the door for female wrestlers to really show that they can go. And because when I looked at female wrestlers, I just thought like, okay, you're nothing but a bikini and a sex object. And they actually um talk about mm -hmm. that in the film. And I said, no, that's not what we are. We actually do fight, and we just got to keep up a little bit more than sometimes certain men because if we don't look good in any way, we're off. I agree with you on that one. Uh, I totally agree with you. And that was one of the main reasons why I feel like they filmed this movie, which also The Rock can relate to it because he's had generations of wrestling his from his grandfather, from his dad, and obviously from him. Paige was kind of in that same scenario, but her parents didn't make WWE. They made their own wrestling company to basically – live off of like this was their job and Paige has made a joke about it long time ago on interviews and stuff she says her very first match was in her mother's womb which in a way is kind of funny but it's really <laughs> true like they grew and by the way he is still selling socks for those who are interested uh, what is that <laughs> he is still he is still oh selling socks gosh. for those who are interested 
<laughs> because they actually said that at the end of the movie, and I looked it up, and he actually says it's like I'm still selling stocks for those who are interested. It's like you've got to be serious. This guy's really serious. Oh about yeah, selling. dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, his dad. I mean, Paige's dad was such a mark for so many things. Like they thought, and you see in the movie, they thought that the WWE knew about their federation, which I'm gonna blow, blow the little bubble on this idea too. WWE doesn't really worry about anyone's federation other than themselves. Uh, when you get into WWE, that's all it is. Like from all your past in the indies and stuff like that, they don't really pay attention to. Some of the stuff they'll look at and be like, okay, what can we do to make it our guy? What can we do to make it our girl? And you, clearly you see that too, that Paige had to learn how to change, but also to adapt to a level to where, they want her to be that main person. Like you see in when she when she first goes up to Florida, she flies into the United States as a different background for her. People looked at her different. People looked at her like, okay, why don't you look like you touched the sun in forever? Why don't you wear makeup? Like, <laughs> why do you dress the way you do? And Paige started feeding on that. And it was like, okay, maybe I got to do this to get this. And then when you see that episode, that part where she dyes her hair and stuff, and then when she goes to that fitness thing and then she realizes, you know what, this is not meant for me. Like, clearly, I'm not born for this because when she was in the ring with the girls and stuff and training, none of them knew what wrestling was. And that was really true on some of those scenarios because wrestling when you go WWE, WWE does not technically look at all independent wrestlers. And I realized that when I when I got further along into it as well. And uh, they mainly look for football players, just athletes. They mainly look for people that they know will get on camera and people will be able to have a reaction and what will people sell to buy their T-shirts and all their merchandises and stuff. And that's a true fact about WWE. And um, – I feel like with Paige, she she it, it took her some chapters in there to realize what and why she wanted to become a wrestler. Why did she why she keep doing this? Because at the first part of the movie, she just was like, my family's done this. My brothers want this. So obviously I got to do this like I'm born to yes. do this. And clearly at the end of the movie, you realize I can be myself and I can do anything those girls are doing, but I need to be me. I don't need to be anyone else. I need to be myself and the fans invested in her at the end of it. And I feel like on the ending part, I feel like they should have showed a little bit more matches in the movie just to kind of like just show, okay, Paige is really revamped in a little bit because Paige was in NXT for at least I think a year and a half. But they did definitely do the finale right because Paige's first main roster debut, she won the championship. And at that time, when I when when I was still watching wrestling, I started watching wrestling again. I was back and forth on wrestling for a little bit just because it got a little bit sour. I mean, I was a big rock fan. I'm not even going to deny it. I really didn't even really start watching again until I got started into it. But I didn't know much of Paige. But when I watched her on that, and then, of course, after I watched her win that title, of course, I went back to NXT and started watching those matches. And I started realizing, dang, these girls are good. 
from Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, all these girls, they really were good. And I mean, their matches were almost blowing the guys' matches out. And that's what one big good chapter about this movie was for is showing that women can do what men do, but maybe even a little bit better. And women are not just based off of bikinis and bras and stuff. Don't get me wrong. When I was younger, did I love bra and panty matches? Of course, probably. Well, I mean, <laughs> any man is probably going to say that. But you you get to really see these women go. And, I mean, obviously now you see – and we go a little bit off the movie a little bit. The Rock's daughter. If they were still doing bra and panties matches, I guarantee you The Rock would not sign his daughter up to be in WWE if that was the case. Oh, most so, definitely not. Just an example on that part. Because, but going back speaking, into the movie. Some, huh? Um, now I, when I grew up, it was WWF. Exactly. Now there's, okay, let me, let me, let me reset it because my, my thing was beeping. Okay. When I grew up, there was WWF mm-hmm. and then there's WWE and NXT. Can you tell me the difference? Because I don't know the difference. Okay. So NXT was brought up from a long time ago. They were called FCW. It was a, it was a, it was a, uh, indie promotion but it was called considered a developmental. So basically it was WWE superstars, but young and not ready to be fully on WWE TV yet. So they basically had them go somewhere in Ohio, which a long time ago, if you watch some documentaries on it, I would uh, prefer you to watch the, if you did get the WWE network or whatever, just watch this one documentary. It's called FCW. It explains really what Intel of the NXT was it was not NXT until Triple H bought it, and he just basically bought everything out in Orlando to where he get to train the wrestlers, give them the knowledge and stuff. Because back then in wrestling, it was so much easier to get to WWE on some things because you didn't have a lot of knowledge on what other links to get. So obviously, you had WCW and had that talent. All you had to do was go to WCW and go to a plantation and just fight your ways through there and get where you needed. Now you have this NXT thing to where it's basically a wrestling academy. Basically get you prepared to get to the main roster. It They give you every keys to get there. And if you do not succeed there, obviously wrestling is not your cup of tea. Obviously this business is not for you because they give you so much knowledge. They give you so much things to build you into this. It's kind of like a, Oh, what would you put like a pillow? Obviously, you're stuck putting all the stuff in it as much as you can before you fill it up to what you need. Um, I feel like that was the biggest thing about the movie a little bit, too. But obviously, in a wrestling perspective, it's going to be the OK. This is the first time NXT was promoted on. But as a person that never watched wrestling, obviously, that's going to also look at it and go, hey, I might need to look at this wrestler page. I might need to look at what they're calling this NXT because honestly, a lot of people fell back in love with wrestling because of NXT NXT matches that were only on WWE network. were getting more reviews, more, more watches than the raw and the Smackdowns. And I'm, and I'm one of those victims on it too, because I went to an NXT event in Jacksonville, which I didn't know they wrestled almost every month there. And I got so invested into it. And I was just like, wow, I haven't watched wrestling like that in a long time and obviously go back and I'm watching all this NXT and I'm just like, wow, 
So the biggest difference about NXT and WWE at that time, it was de- developmental. They have, they evolved now to basically consider them as another brand. So now it's a raw SmackDown and NXT. So interesting. it's really elevated a lot more, but at the time it was just a developmental thing. Just basically get guys, just a little bit of a shine, get them on a little TV or something and then get them ready to go and to possibly be headline WrestleMania and stuff like that. But all around, I think fighting with my family was very good. I think it did not put anything bad on wrestling. I feel like it actually helped wrestling a little bit on like a visual, oh, tremendously. On a visual yes. standpoint because I've experienced a lot of things when I wrestled. And you basically, I've joked around this. When I first started wrestling, I was a kid. But when I came out of wrestling, I became a man because you realize a lot of things in life. Uh, when you say men sit here and put you down, like talk about sexual jokes and stuff like that, it's facts. Because you got a lot of men in there with testosterone in a locker room. And it's not a based off of a sport, based off of who's the most athletic, who's the best in this. It's basically who's got the best look. And basically who could really be the one to buy, get the company over to buy their t-shirts and who would have the main draw to actually think about putting a title on which i believe wrestling got a very good note on this one and it was a very good movie uh i don't think they over dramatized anything on it i was really happy at what they did with page and i loved the fact that at the very end they actually brought page out there during the movie so I really like that part because some of those okay. documentaries you see, they don't really totally bring them out until at the end of the credits. Like to put it in the visual to be like, okay, this is the real person. They actually brought Paige in during the movie, and I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. There was one thing I did notice. Now, this is spoiler. So those who are listening, this is a spoiler. Okay. Um, I did notice at the end of the movie when I watched the real fight. Mm-hmm compared to what the movie showed that in the movie, she gave some sort of speech or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, that was talking about family and how, and, and real life. She just took the, she just took that belt and just walked off. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, let me watch this again because it has, she's in the ring with two others, which again, it didn't show that in the movie yeah. In the movie, it was just one other. You probably know who this person yeah, is. I can't uh, remember the person. Jimmy Superfly Snuka's daughter, uh, Tamina. Um, Okay. AJ Lee at that time, Tamina was the valet. Yes. So was- obviously and the and the thing I was a little shocked on that part too, maybe they didn't find the right girl to play Tamina because Tamina was going through a lot of stuff at that time. And I felt like because Tamina's related to the rock, to Dwayne. So oh, they're family members. Okay. So I was a little shocked on that part too. But maybe that was also a director's visual to be like, hey, let's do it this way to make it more because at first if you watch the real actual match with Paige and AJ Lee, it didn't go like what it did in the movie. Exactly, which I watched, and I was like, that's a little bit different. I mean, similar, because but different. If you think about it, if you did like a big fight scene at the very end, you hype. This is what I loved about wrestling for life in general. It helps you tell a story, and that's when people have got to realize it's not just for the fake fighting, the fake suplexes and stuff like that. That stuff really is hurting. Like, you... We go to wrestling school and stuff to learn how to take that and learn how to be like, okay, I can take another one type scenario. 
and be able to do the right moves just the right time. Like we only get one time. You don't get a second take, a third take, or the fourth take. If you mess up, guess what? You better fix it up again or you're going to get stiff. Or what we called and what fighting with my family, you found out the words receipt means. Um, I've had a fair share of my receipts. And uh, you find out a true thing about a match. Like you can't just sit here and be like, oh, man, I messed that up. The crowd's noticing, so let's all rewind and go back to that part and try to fix it up. No, you only got one time, one take, bam, do what you got to do, get it out. If it sucks, fans going to remind you or remind you it, whatever, go and try to do it better. Or if it's better, <laughs> fans are going to be like, hey, I like that. And I've had some matches that I screwed up in in my past that fans go, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it, it blew, me, blew me away because obviously the guy I was working, we were like, oh, we didn't do that well, but we were getting the viewership on that match and everything else. So when it comes to that type scenario, I think with a big fight, I like what they did with it because if it did the real match like that, obviously you wouldn't be able to end it off like how they did because it was a very short match. It was like maybe two to three minutes. Oh yeah. So I like that part. I mean, yeah, they might've over-dramatized it a little bit, but I like that part. And it actually, it, it made AJ Lee look like that big, big champion like it made her look super strong and the biggest thing about wrestling is always put your make your opponent look big look your make your opponent look good in the ring and i think they did a very good job with that and um yeah but- the girl that played Paige, she damn near looked like it. i'm sorry for my question. she does i love the fact that she looked almost identical to Paige, and i love that Yes, and she's a very talented actress. I I enjoyed watching her. In fact, she did a recent movie, which I watched. It was the last movie I watched before the whole quarantine at home went. It was um, called The Little Women. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I just know it's Florence. Florence Pug. 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 I really want to say it's Pug, but I'm probably saying it wrong. Like I say most things wrong, and I'm perfectly fine with that. (laughs) But she's a very talented actress, and I enjoy watching her and when she did this i was like i looked at the picture and i looked them side by side and i was like you look exactly alike that's that's uncanny mm-hmm. well the craziest thing about them when you really watched the matches with Paige, fans really liked her from the beginning like in reality oh, wise yes. they really liked her in the band because Paige was not an ugly girl like at all and, um, and she's still not an ugly uh, person at all she's very quite attractive <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh pictures of her now she looks even amazing but at that time i think is she even still fighting for my ask or is she retired um, she got a neck injury so yeah oh, really? she got a real bad neck injury um i'm the biggest thing about wwe the, there's so many superstars that have had times that had to retire from a neck injury obviously you got daniel bryant you've got edge and they've came back and became way much better than what they were before. I feel like that might happen. I remember Edge. the Edge thing. I'm not even a wrestling person, and everyone knew about the Edge. I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, it, it was crazy. that and and something with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I can't remember too much, but I remember that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this that guy's a giant. I actually saw him in in, in person in life, and he had to duck his head going through doors. Oh, yeah. oh he's my. a really nice guy wow. too. And the funniest thing is back then, and obviously in wrestling, you a character 
is what people see you as. And, and yeah. what was the biggest thing? And I feel like actors have the same problem too, is they get so much into character, but they also don't realize who they really are. And, um, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to get out of that phase. I feel like, and I've met Taker and I used to be freaking terrified of Taker. When <laughs> a guy goes in there and randomly rolls his eyes at the back of the head, I don't care about no Jason and Freddie. My Freddie Undertaker was my biggest fear. Like I could look at Jason in the face and be like, "Hey, you want to cut me? At least I'm not afraid of you." But with someone rolling their eyes in the back of the head, that looks a little bit more freak out than more unusual. So, so I mean, we got two movies to talk about. So, fighting with my family all around was a great movie. We've gotten a little off topic on it, but I mean, in a wrestling. It was a very good movie, and obviously, you're gonna have different stories on it. You're not just gonna talk about exactly that movie. I mean, and that's any sport, honestly. But the biggest thing I will, yeah. I will definitely finish that this discussion on about wrestling, regardless if it looks fake or whatever. You're still gonna have emotion on it. You're still gonna have a feeling towards it, and in a way, maybe in one of those matches of those eight that maybe six of them bores you to death, you're always going to have that one match that you're going to talk about. You're always going to have a feeling to one of them. And I kudos to WWE for actually continuing with the pandemic. That, that Honestly, that was the only sport that was really going live around this time. Really? Yes. Did not know. I mean, I know I've seen some fights that was playing on the telly at work and – I was like, like, wait, why are they playing? This, this must be reruns. And somebody told me, like, no, it's an actual fight. That's why you see nobody out there except for these. I'm like, are you serious? This is actually real going. Oh, yeah. So I mean, kudos to them on this. But all around fighting with my family, I give it, even though it was a wrestling critic, I give it a seven. I think it did really good. And it did so much better than what they thought because it was an oh, you're doing my one. Oh. You, you did it seven. Like, is this like a zero through 10 thing? Yeah. Okay. I, I never really do these. So I'm trying to think about like, how would I give it? Because I'm not saying it's the best, but it gets pretty high up there. So, you know what? I think I'll do a seven as well. Well, the main thing yeah, I'll say is seven a- because it was supposed to be a smaller project. It was supposed to be a smaller film. And it, and oh, it shot yeah. up way more than what it was supposed to be. So obviously it I needs to get close to that eight mark. So I'm going with the seven. I I loved it. I know I was excited when I saw it, and I actually took a friend with mine the next time because I saw it twice in the theaters. Because the first time I watched it by myself, and I've seen everyone else in the theater room, and they were just like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" One of them was actually dressed up. Mm-hmm. There was a couple, there was actually two people that was dressed up. One of them had like the Rock shirt, and the other one had um Roddy Piper shirt and everything else, and wore the kilt and I was like oh, I didn't wear my kilt. <laughs> but um <laughs> when I saw that I, I watched I took a friend of mine's like hey you've got to watch this movie with me. Seriously mate, it's really good and watched it's like wow. Some language, but that was a really good movie. It's like I know, I was so impressed with it and it was pretty full both times I went. And so, it yes. proved that the rock could be a really good producer. He can. I mean, he's really he's pretty, very, pretty very entertaining, his, um, just all around. Like, I'm not just saying because I'm a rock fan. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of my money that I've worked at the warehouse for. 
uh, from shoes, shirts, and my wife just bought me the his own tequila that he has now. So, wait, seriously? Oh yeah, dude, he's got it all. What's it called? It's called Terramina Terramina Tequila. I want you to check Terramina. it out, and you let me know what you think of it. We might even do another episode to talk about it. But we do need to talk to- about the next film. Kevin, tell them what our next film is. Yeah. Okay, the next film is Rocky. Everyone may have known the song to it. Everyone should know. Everyone, when they see the picture, you can't help just hearing the music, just seeing his face, Sylvester Stallone, even though we think of him as either Rocky or um, Rambo. Rambo. Trying to, I was trying to think of it because they're, big, they're both with R's. This is the one that really stuck out. This is the one that broke him out into Hollywood once in a lifetime for both movie and the story wise it's, it's the it's the most underdog american story you could think of and this is really truly one of the best films i've ever seen i'm not a boxing person i've went to the team boxing i've had a trainer who trained me in boxing and powerlifting and he's like you gotta choose either or you can't do both <laughs> so i was like you know what I think I like the powerlifting much better. He's like, that's probably a better choice for you unless you want broken noses and broken limbs and bones and everything else. I'm not saying you won't get that. You won't have your face damaged through powerlifting. You'll have it damaged through like legs and chest and so forth. But said so boxing will really take the wind out of you. And I learned that through the couple of trainings, especially jump rope. I hate jump rope. I hate jump rope. He's like, you're going to love jump rope. <laughs> You're going to love running. I was like, I don't like running. He's like, then you don't want to do boxing. Yeah, I mean, it's a very cardio sport. And obviously boxing, I feel like it's getting back a publicity than what it used to be. Uh, It is. I feel like I'll use that sport, which I got more respect on boxing now since I've done wrestling. Because when I was getting an idea of doing a character, I kept thinking, okay, Obviously, I'm going to do this USA character, but what is it going to mean? And I had to really watch a lot of films to get me going. And I always use the terminology. Everybody asks me, who's American Project? And I always said the wrestling version of Rocky Balboa. Um, you basically want to get your butt beat down, but I always find a way to get back up. And I felt that it was like a terminology like in America. Obviously, we have difficulties. We have struggles in life, but we always manage to learn how to get back on our feet. We always learn how to get back to what we need to be and maybe even better sometimes. So my honest opinion, I was watching Rocky one, two, three, and four before I finally came up with the idea that said, this character is what I want to do. So at that time also, in my opinion, when you watch Rocky Balboa, you cannot just not want to go and do push-ups. You cannot just want to go and not run, run on a track or something because that movie makes you have that feeling. And oh yes, and uh, that's one thing I will lo- I'll always say uh, I love about this movie. It always makes you want to just do better. And Rocky uh, clearly was not the most popular boxer at the time. He was a very ongoing boxer that was trying to get up to the professional level. And obviously, he got that big angle with Apollo Creed. I felt like. I love the fact that they told a major story, just basically showing the struggles that Rocky has went through in his past, what struggles he had to do to obviously become a boxer, um, the struggles that he had to deal with 
just basically being white or something like that. Because honestly, it was a very different time, especially when he lived in Philadelphia. So Mm -hmm. obviously Philadelphia is known for all fights. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For underground slugfest, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you want to be a boxer? You come out here and let's see how you do it here. So, and obviously movies are always captured by a slogan, a quote, or just something that you remind. Nobody can tell me the best impersonation of Rocky Balboa is his voice. When he gets there and calls Adrian's name out. I don't care what anyone says. That is probably one of the most number one quotes on the, in the world. still to this day. Obviously, oh yeah, there's people who still joke with that. They're like, "Yo, Adrian." Actually a good one. I did not want to do that because I knew it was going to be really bad. Yours was pretty good. <laughs> That's why uh, I actually like the fact that I, you wanted really to talk about this movie because I was like, "I'm gonna get Kevin to do that without even asking for it." <laughs> <laughs> but in fact, we could do that one more time just for the end of the podcast if you want. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, Lord. Hopefully we ain't boring anyone, but hey. But I love the thing about Apollo Creed. Uh, just very good. Uh, flashy, flamboyant. Just punch you in the mouth if you say something wrong to him. Just what – I felt like this made boxing a great image to be like, wow, this is what boxing is. But clearly when you watch the movie, it's a lot better than some boxing matches, I would say. I feel like that's kind of like golf. I feel like golf movies are way better than watching an actual golf mo- a golf show on some things. Obviously, people are different on their opinions. Um, Unless you have Billy Madison oh, or Happy Gilmore. Happy Billy Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, Happy Gilmore is that guy, man. You can't, you can't mess <laughs> that one up. But I felt like how they did this Rocky film was very good. And obviously, you could still watch that to this day. And you not really care about the effects, the visual of it, because it still looks it's very up to date to compare to some movies that we've had in the past. Obviously, you got Star Wars. Star Wars is still going to be one of the greatest films of all time. And if you watch it now, just the graphics and stuff that it had, you could still watch it to this day and be like, man, I'm still liking this. Like you could teach your Mm -hmm. kids about this and they could still be intrigued by it. I feel like that with Rocky Balboa. And obviously, you got so many of his Rocky films. I say the only one that didn't do uh, well is the one when he did the street fight. I didn't really care for that one. That is Rocky Five. Now, but I did like the beginning of it where they were showing where he got bankrupt and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, at least you got that explained into when you get the following Rocky, and you're like, why is Rocky went from a mansion to basically an apartment? Like, what the heck happened here? Like he had a robot for a maid. What what's going on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I forgot about that part. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, we're talk- let's talk. Let's talk about the first one, the one that really puts it out there. Um, Rocky is just like he has this very um, old fashioned style. He's a brawler. Mm-hmm. He has he 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 goes in, throws the punches, and gets out. He's just doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. He talks about wrestling. He talk. I mean. Um, boxing, sorry. He talks about boxing. He loves boxing. It's his life. But he's a struggling boxer. Mm-hmm. So on the side, he becomes like this muscle head where he works for this person on the streets to go collect money for this guy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that character's name, but he goes and collects them. 
And so he does, he goes around and that's how he makes his money. He makes more of his money by doing that than boxing people. He'll box, but he'll box very small people, which gives his one time trainer, Mickey, very ticked off. And he's like, you're not going any further. All you want to do is go small. You can go bigger. You can be somebody, but you're always going to be a nobody. Mm -hmm. So, and living in the, in the city of Philadelphia, it should give some sort of credentials and something to get him noticed. But he's always fighting in these underground fights. And um, I believe it was the Catholic Church yeah. where it begins with, yeah, that's right. where he fights at the churches and so forth. And he'll make his little his wee little bit of money, but he doesn't go any further. So when Apollo Creed, who is the complete opposite, he's the showmanship of boxing. Mm-hmm. So you get the underground and you got the world boxing. You've got what everyone watches boxing for. They watch it for Apollo Creed. Yep. And can we... I think it was, I think it was one of Stallone's very first Excuse films me. to actually get him real high exposure too. Because obviously yeah, the guy that played Apollo Creed, which you remember him from the Heat of Night and all that, and he was very Um no no no. No. You might you might want you want to fix that. Um you're talking about um Carl Weathers, who is known for Predator and several other Okay, films. yeah, my bad. Still, I'm getting caffeine in my system a little bit right now. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, yeah, but you, Carl Weathers well, was a very well-known actor. Rock and Bert fighting Young. with my family, he, it's an advertisement. And obviously, you didn't know that much about Sylvester Stallone at that time in that movie. And I really feel like he stood out in that movie more than Apollo Creed. And... um and obviously, I love the fact when they went and continued it out a little bit and then dished it out with their fight. And I love the fact that they ended with a draw at first. I did love that. And then obviously, no, actually, the first, they fought twice in that movie, didn't they? Who? Ap- Apollo and Rocky. Did they fight twice? Or um, they fought only one time. That was at the end. The second time you're thinking about is Rocky Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the very the end. End. yeah, I got. You. We're getting to spoilers. We're getting to spoilers. So for those who don't know about the Rocky, just let you know. Uh, at the end, when they had the match, the fight, and it was even, but it leaned more on Apollo Creed mm-hmm. to be the winner. Yeah, he, he said no rematch. And the second one, he's like, you know what? Forget that. I want the rematch. There's no way this mm-hmm. underdog was going to take me like that hard. Because how many rounds was it? Was it ten rounds? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was ten. He went. To, he went to the very the hot the highest thing go. I they think went as much as could. the whole the whole thing, and which in Boston, I, yeah. that's very unheard of on some things. Unless if you watch a Floyd Mayweather match, a fight where he's basically just just running around people, and um, oh yeah. <laughs> so boxing back then was a lot different than what it is now. Uh, boxing was more slugfest, boom, 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 knock you out, get out of there, or just beat the living crap out of you type scenario. And um, yes, that's what this movie gave you that look on. But obviously, when you watch boxing, other than the Muhammad Ali's and the Mike Tyson eras, it's kind of not like that. It was not like that. And I feel like with this movie, it helped promote that sport, in my opinion. It helped yeah. give and a good visual on it. Go ahead. Yes. And you hear, hear a lot from that, from the character, from Mickey, when mm-hmm. he gets when. Carl Weathers, who's playing Apollo Creed, when he calls him out and he tells him that he wants to fight him, Rocky goes a bit back and forth. He's like, you know what? I will fight this guy. I guess so, if you're convincing me and so forth, and brings me up there. And Mickey comes up to him after 
dishing him out, just tell him he's not worth it. He he just he has his head too much and everything else instead of boxing, which it should be. He says he wants to be his manager, and he gives this long speech of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And what happened to him was that he never had a manager. He never had someone training him properly. You could train yourself. That's grand. But you need someone to actually watch Stop you knowledge. to perfect to perfect those skills, to m- become better, to see what you don't see. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mickey was doing. He was trying to explain to him. And the speech that Rocky gives during that, when he chews Mickey away, he's like, I don't want you. Where were you for the past 10 years? Yep. Where were you when I needed somebody? That was a one-take shot because they had no time. They were out. They were getting, getting out of money. And it's like, we have this one take. So you have one take to do this. If we don't get it, it's not going to be in the film. So when you see that scene, the entirety of the scene, that's a one-shot take. Yeah, you feel that because you could probably... And you feel it. You feel the pain and everything else that he's going through because he's saying how he's been doing this for so many years and how he doesn't feel like nobody's behind his back and he can't get anybody to properly train him. But Mickey was trying to explain to him in the process that the reason why he didn't train him because he didn't want him to get mixed with boxing and being a thug in the streets. Yep. What aspect I very much. I really, my favorite character in the movie was Mickey. Hands down, Mickey. (laughs) Oh, yes. Just a fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. Just the expressions that he would do during the fights, I, I second to none. <laughs> Just love the oh. stuff that how he would talk about boxing, well, especially when Rocky had that fight. He goes, "How did I do?" He goes, "It could have been better," and I was just like, <laughs> "Great." <laughs> but I mean, exactly on that type scenario, of course. And the best thing about, I think, the biggest thing that you can catch on with Rocky films were the quotes and the motivationals. Obviously, when you see all the motivationals on YouTube and stuff, nine times out of ten, you're seeing one based off of a Rocky Balboa film. Um, oh, no one does a better speech than Sylvester Stallone. Exactly. I can care I anybody tell you said. that right now. I'm shocked that Sylvester Stallone has never became a motivational speaker out of this because if acting would have not been his full-on gig, I honestly would have pers- – I would have – Hoped and prayed that he would have done a motivational speaking because there is nobody that does it better than him. And um, oh yes, and what, another thing I love he got into the, for this character because back then, fitness was not a big thing for acting movies. Obviously, in movies, you, they just wanted people to be a little bit skinnier, but obviously, the muscle standpoint wasn't the big thing for movies. And um. And I felt like this movie really stood out on something. And I love the fact this put boxing in a good visual. It showed that, hey, real men are in this sport and not just basic normal people are in this. And I love that part, which, of course, that could be a little bit of judgmental on some things. But in some of those movies, like if you watch some of these old, old movies, the only movies that you would see really big, big or muscular people in the movies was the John Clyde Van Dams, uh, just all strictly action films. And um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that they they brought Sylvester Stallone in and just the incredible physique this man got into for this movie. Like it, it blew me away. Like this shows, and it shows how much he really wanted to be this character. And um, you just gotta realize on some of those things, which of course. Now, 
that I'm at the age that I am now, 29, go figure, <laughs> today. But <laughs> but you realize so much more every time you go back to try to watch it, when you go back to watch it. And I never get bored watching it. And that's one good thing that's got to be the, the trademark of this movie. You could always watch it over and over and over again, and it just never gets old. It has a drawing. It's like there's some sort of time capsule that is never seems to fade away. It, it always, it always seems to just um, never. It doesn't. It's not a movie that ages badly. There's a movie yeah. that ages badly. I agree. And and this the movie is not a movie that, that you were bragging about that you were basically making fun of. I totally agree with you. When I was little, they were entertained. Now that I've watched them now, I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's movies I've watched when I was younger. And then I was like, you know what? I have not watched that movie since I was a child or when I was a little bit older. I got to watch that again. I watched it again, and I was like, oh, wow, that's a that's a horrible movie. <laughs> and it's bad. It's, bad. it's entertaining. Movies, but The craziest thing, some of these movies, they were like your childhood past. Like these were your favorite movies. And exactly. when you watch them now, you're like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> it's like this takes no logical sense at all. Exactly. Now, there's one other thing I want to say about this movie that I very much loved, and that was the love story. Yeah, that is a great love story. Now, I know there's been recent talks about how it felt very uncomfortable when she's inside the apartment with him, mm-hmm. but she's also extremely shy. Like she wants to say something, but she's not. And I think she does a very good job at that. And she one of the things that makes very well, very oh well. yes, one of the things that makes that scene so well, if people who don't know who wants to know a little trivia on it, when they were going back and forth, like he wanted to kiss her and she didn't, but she did, is because she had the flu that day. Yeah, and she was so afraid of Stallone actually getting the flu and production would have been cut down, that it was like, well, we're going to do this. And he's like, I'm going. This is the scene's going to happen. So let's use that part as like a resisting and have it where you don't want to kiss me, but you do. And I was like, wow, that actually makes the scene mm-hmm. so much better. Just even thinking about that. So if that spoils it for somebody, I apologize. But Which is a different standpoint in some movies now, which now we can find the backstory on that type of scenario. But back then mm-hmm. we didn't know any of that. We just saw the movie. Yeah. So yeah, we just saw the movie. We saw how he really likes her. He really loves her. He really wants to do it. She's extremely shy. She doesn't know how to put it into words. And after that, she like exploded to this firecracker where she's always wants to be by him, by his side, all the way to the very end, to the very end of the match. Exactly. And that's a that's a great, that's a great, fantastic love story. That's that's what we want to see in love stories is someone who is unsure of each other and they don't know. They're trying to they're trying to work out things together. And after they work things out together, they are with each other for life. Yeah. I, the one thing I loved about this movie, it had everything. It had action, drama, comedy, suspense. Um, mm-hmm. It had some uh, thriller in there as well, too. And um, well, Yeah, because you didn't know what was going to be happening to Rocky. Exactly. At least for the first movie. You, until you it watch was very suspenseful. I will say that, too, because, I mean – of course movies they used to have like that same just typical storyline on this i feel like they did a lot more opportunity they gave more options to do this movie and i love the fact that like how we've always said when we when we don't know the backstory on some of these stuff but you you could tell the feelings and you could just tell how serious in depth they try to be for that character and stuff stuff stallone 
Apollo, all these guys, they put their all into that product. And um, I loved it. I obviously it invested into way more movies, which I didn't care for the street fight, but I loved the opening of it. But my favorite one, even though we got yeah, favorite Rocky, Rocky, what, what Rocky is your favorite Rocky film? My favorite one's got to be with the Ivan Drago fight. Hands down, such a great story. Rocky too. four, Really? Yes. I mean, obviously, people would think I was going to say the one with Mr. T. Um, I was really thought you were going to say the one with Mr. T. I loved it, but I feel like with the Ivan Drago, man, like just so much was in it, which we're going to just go ahead and skip through the first one, which I love the first one, whatever. But for the reason why I love the fourth one so much is because it just had everything. It had who would have thought that Apollo Creed would have died in the ring? Who would have thought Apollo Creed would have came out of retirement and fought Drago? And that was the biggest, the the story on it. You thought, okay, Apollo and Drago are going to go at it all the way for a little bit. And then obviously Rocky just passes on to it. No, it showed a major story with every part of it. It showed, it showed a great film between United States and Russia. I felt like it did really good for either ones. It didn't put anyone down. It didn't make anyone look bad. It it made it as a very good film. And um, the biggest thing I loved about it was the workout film. The part where Rocky's back flew down to Russia and is just tearing down. Like he's completely getting beaten down with these workouts, getting torn completely to shreds. And then Adrian comes out of nowhere and just gives him a little bit of that motivation. And it made Rocky realize he's just a man. And it made him realize, okay, I could do this. I just got to do this. And it was, he had more of a visual, obviously, when he first did the fight was, you know what? I'm doing the fight for Apollo. He killed my friend. And that was what it was at first. But obviously the workouts and stuff that in Russia he witnessed was a lot harder than what he, what he's been through, what he's had. And at that time, he was worried about his image and stuff like that. Obviously, with Apollo Creed dying, <laughs> all bets are off. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that it was just a very intriguing film. I never thought that they would have killed Apollo like how they did. And that made me feel mad. That made me, like, cry over Apollo. Because, I mean, you get invested in these characters, which I feel like in, now when you watch these trilogy of movies – they mess up on that part so bad. Like they give it such a bad taste in your mouth because they give you one character and then they go, okay, we're going to put Robert Patterson as Batman. What? <laughs> hey, uh, don't diss on Robert Patterson because he's actually a very good actor. I've met the I just person, don't like what's, go what's going on with the headlines Robert, right now. I got a different opinion on him more than anyone. But yeah, what what, it's what he's doing in real what he's doing right now, like he doesn't want to train for Batman and crying about. It's like, okay, you know what? You've got to be in your prime. Shut up, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but I think with the I would say for me, me let's go yeah, with me, that. with me, I would say the first one, the second one, those two are my favorites. I mean, I love, I like the other ones. My least favorite is Rocky Five. I agree with you on that. I think it's everyone's least favorite, but. Rocky one and Rocky two is I very much enjoy and uh, let me let me let me say a couple of things about the first Rocky while we're still on this. Excuse me, 
during for this movie to take place, that Rocky had a dog named Butkus, which shows in the movie. That's his real dog. That's the dog he actually sold in order for this movie to actually take place because he could, he did not have enough money for when he wrote this movie and to actually make into film. He he was scrap he was scrapping for money, so everything he did, he put every dollar he had into this film, including selling his dog. Which after he sold a dog and got in the he got the rights to make this movie and everything else, he bought the dog back. Yep. So that's something cool to know. Another thing was that this was the, people saw a lot in Rocky during that time, nineteen seventy six, because it was the highest grossing film of that year, and it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, beating out all the President's Men. And network, which everyone had their bets on those two movies, and you had to look at those, these three movies between Rocky, All the President's Men, which is actually a really good movie, by the mm-hmm. way, very political, very good movie based on Watergate, and you get Network, which is basically on the movie of television and movies. This is what won the audiences, and it still wins audiences today because I can't help but it's one of those movies. Every time I put it inside, I can't just watch part of it. I can't just skip a scene. I've got to watch the entirety of the film. There's certain films that are like that. Like I could I could watch skip some bits of certain films, even though it's one of my favorite films. I could skip pieces. This is one of those movies I can't find myself ever fast forwarding or ever skipping. I've got to watch the entirety of the film. I totally agree with you on that. There's certain movies like that. Like if I watch Wizard of Oz, I gotta watch the entirety of the movie. When I watch my Star Wars, I've at least the original trilogy, I've got to watch the entirety of the movies. <laughs> when I watch The Patriot with Mel Gibson, I have to watch the entirety of that movie. I can't I can't skip parts and bits of it. <laughs> I I totally agree with you on that. I mean I'm and the training monologue, yes. which not monologue, but um the training I'm trying to think of it, the scenes where it shows them training. I was like, this is, it's like, just pumps me up and it makes me want to go do a workout. I did a work, I did a workout. I'm on my 25th push up. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, what would Rocky do, Tyson Harry? Like, and the best thing I loved about this movie, which I found out longer, longer run is Rocky Balboa, I thought was such a big documentary. Like, I really thought there was really a Rocky Balboa for the longest time. Like, well, it is, it's, it's, his character is based on a real. Exactly. Rocky. What I'm saying is, what you see in the poster right there oh, was it Rocky something? Yeah, I can't remember. Marcion. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Thank you. But what I'm saying is, you really got so invested in this. Like, man, who does Sylvester Stallone really portray as? Technically, this was really Sylvester Stallone if he was a boxer, and that was mm-hmm. the really cool part about this. Like, you got so invested in this. Like, you really were like, wow. So I really want to see the backstory of this real Rocky that they're showing. And it was really technically him, but obviously, yeah, there was a guy that was similar to it, but it was not like a full on thing about that person. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like that was the really intriguing part because I kept researching for the longest time. Like, it was a real rocky about all of this. And that was one thing I thought captured me on that too. But um, all around Rocky, a 10, got to 10, 10 stars. Oh, yes. I mean, 10 all the way. Well, another, I'm also thinking about like the meat locker scene. Like when he punched that yeah. meat, I felt the intensity of Rocky as he's punching that meat. And he's, he is, he broke his knuckles. He flattened all of his knuckles during that scene. Mm-hmm. 
which he people talk about like even to this day like some people ask him to make a fist and you can see he makes a fist his knuckles are down into his hand where it doesn't pop up anymore because he just flattened he gave everything he gave his money he gave part of his life he even gave his dog which he got back he did everything into this film and this is like i said it's an underdog story all the way around whether you're looking at story-wise what if you're looking at him personally into this movie he put his all yeah. even his physical workouts everything so there's a reason why this is one of the best movies out there especially for america cinema it's just really a grand film the one thing i'll close on this part about it is they didn't let Rocky win. Like, you know, all the movies, all the underdog that's... movies, you always see the underdog always come out at the end. I love the fact that Rocky more... did not win. I love the fact that makes it more inspiring. It makes it more real it, because it's like... and, and be like, okay, this is just the beginning. This is just one chapter. Now, now we can go into another, which obviously that also helped the fans and the audience visualize like, hey, we want a second one, but obviously there was not no Facebook, no Twitter, or nothing like that. So obviously it just had to be based Word off of a movie. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it was just based off of how much people invested m- money into going and see in the theater and stuff like that. So, yeah, word of mouth, newspapers, critics, exactly. everybody. So that just really, you know, radio programs and so forth that really brought it out. So when social media wasn't a thing during yeah. the time, now it is, but. Just a word of mouth shows you how great a word of mouth exactly. is. Exactly. And he, and he he fought his Goliath. He didn't win that first round, but next time he'll there will be Goliaths in life that we had to fight. I love and how they dragged it out until the end of it too. Obviously, in the second one, like you kind of you were accept, you were really thinking like, okay, so how is this going to work? Like, is Apollo really going to agree to fighting him? And then obviously at the very end, it's like yes. And then Rocky finally prevails. I feel like that was what gave the meaning so much more. I feel like that's what made Rocky Balboa probably one of the greatest sports movies of all time. I feel like that's what solidified it. If you could just make one film, yeah, that's great. But if you can continuously to keep going and the remakes not be bad, you're doing it right. And that's very hard to say anymore for movies that, are for some in the past and then some that are going now. I feel like they just fall so bad on the idea of standpoint, which they could make it so much better. And that's one thing I'll say one great thing about Rocky. So closing it off with Rocky. And the next best film he did, same director, same next best film he did was uh, Karate Kid. So like this guy knew what he was making when he made this movie. Hey, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. No, you you, you broke up horribly. You might need to go back because everything you're How saying about is now? complete fuzz. Oh, wow. Much better. Yeah. I don't know what you just walked into, but it felt like you were... I literally got up just to drink some of my water. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, it's like, whoa, your, your, your voice just went completely horrible, but you can always edit that. But yeah, with the same director to make um, Karate Kid, which is another fantastic, epic, sport-like film. Which is, you know what? This is the second boxing film that ever won Academy Award. Yep. I just realized that. Because you think about this in Million Dollar Baby, which is another fantastic movie, but we're not getting into that. But yeah, there's two. America loves boxing. We love boxing here. I totally agree. 
And he, he still has those turtles. Huh? I might not look it up. Sylvester Stallone still has those two turtles. Really? I did not know that. Yes. He still has that's, them. That's something different. All right. I didn't know that one. Cuff, Cuff and Link. I mean, how long do those things live? They could live, what, to like 200 years, I think? Yeah. I know turtles. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. All right, brother. We are going to an hour and nine minutes in the podcast. You are literally been the history of the longest podcast on it. And I thought, hey, why not for my birthday, we bring out the Dapper Man. Kevin, anything you want to close <laughs> on, buddy? Um, the only thing I'll close on is that these are two excellent movies. Highly recommend. Uh, one's definitely for families. Other one may not be the most family thing, but it's still worthwhile. And there's a reason why it's considered a classic mm-hmm. to this day, even the year of 2020. If you wish to find me, you can find me on social media. I'm, a, I'm very big on social media. You see me on Facebook, on uh, The Dapper Man. You should see me with my elegant tie and logo. If you don't see me there, You'll see me on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Dapper Man. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm barely on Instagram. I could see that I probably should get a bit, bit more onto that. And if you see me in person, you can shake my hand, talk to me. I'll probably <laughs> go into conversation of hours length worth of gospel and movies and all kinds of geeky culture. And if you don't want to say anything, you just wave hello and just keep on walking. Yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> you, there'll be, there, um, I believe... Mr. American oh, Prodigy, Prodigy, <laughs> you, um, you you can see my links would be on his page yeah, right there. Definitely. So, so when I publish you... the episode, y'all will see his social medias. Y'all will see any of his past reviews on his YouTube videos. Like I said, Kevin is very knowledgeable on movies, and I thought no better way to do this move, do this episode than with him. And uh, I just love his perspective on so many movies. And also, because I've been a wrestler, obviously you're going to see my my scenario on like the fighting with my family movie. I wanted it with a fan's perspective, mm-hmm. which I feel like is so far lost nowadays in any sport, honestly. I feel like I wish it could come back to that way. But it is what it is. That's life, I guess. But Kevin, I appreciate you doing this with me today. Um, I appreciate that was a very that. dapper man of you today to do this. <laughs> yeah, and on your birthday, how how much more? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll never hear you then. Hear that from time that I know you now, Bodie. Um, I hope you have a good day, man, and I appreciate doing this, bro. You too, yo, Adrian. There we go. Thank you. All right, that we're on the conclusion of episode six very special one my big birthday uh probably about to get up and go celebrate with the family i guess being 29 years old Uh, first and foremost i would like to thank kevin burnham for just joining me on this episode today talking about rocky balboa and fighting with my family and hopefully y'all got some knowledge in some of the movies that y'all didn't know uh like i said some of the knowledge that kevin knew about sylvester sloan and turtles and the dog and everything i didn't know about so that was really intriguing to me, but first and foremost, I just want to thank him for joining me on this episode today, and I guess we're about to end off on buzzing Marlowe, and uh, there will be more buzzing later. Stay, stay safe, stay clean, and I'll buzz with y'all later. See y'all later.